Welcome to The Breakdown with INFB. We're your hosts, Garrett Kelly and Heidi Gant. On today's episode, we're talking farmers markets. Farmers markets play a critical role in our communities, connecting producers and consumers, strengthening nutrition security, and contributing to a fair, competitive, and resilient food system. According to the USDA, there are more than 8,000 farmers markets across the country. So we wanted to learn a little bit more about the inner workings of markets in Indiana. So we're going to be starting off by talking with Keisha Harrison and Mandy Wright-Jarrett, two of the faces behind the historic Indianapolis City Market and the original Farmer's Market located in downtown Indianapolis. So welcome, Keisha and Mandy. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, let's get started, ladies. Uh, can you both tell us a little bit about what you do at City Market? And we'll start with you, Keisha. Sure. I'm Keisha Harrison. I'm the executive director of the Indianapolis City Market. And basically, at this moment in time, I take care of everything that's going on around the campus. So making sure that the merchants have what they need in order to operate and that we have everything in place that we need for hosting events and things like that too. Sounds fun. What about you, Mandy? Uh, My name is Mandy Wright-Jarrett, and I assist Keisha with all the shenanigans at the Indianapolis City Market um, with facilities and operations. I'm also the original Farmer's Market Manager. So that is our event that we put on outside, and that is our Farmer's Market that we host directly in front of the historic landmark. So let's just start by talking about some of the history. So when did uh, the market get started and why is it called the original farmer's market? Well, the city market itself was a part of the city of Indianapolis's master plan when everyone was thinking about how to lay out the city. And so there had to be a central place for everyone to come and buy and sell all of their goods and products. In that sense, this was an original farmer's market if we're looking at it through today's lens and looking back, but it was definitely the place where we fed the city. And it was a pretty long time ago. I mean, the first truly exchange of goods happened in 1821 at that location. So that's 202 years ago, which is pretty uh, mind-boggling, in my wow. opinion. <laughs> it's crazy. So what what's the experience like running a farmer's market in a downtown urban area? Yeah, so um, Wednesdays is a great, it's a great midweek market. Um, many folks have, I'm surely have attended um, a big Saturday market. There's lots of Saturday markets throughout the state. It's a great market for farmers. But a lot of times, you know, you need something that midweek um, for if you're looking for accessing local products, so a midweek market is is a wonderful gift to the community. And there's not as many. Um, our location, it's important. Um, yes, there are grocery stores downtown, but are there grocery stores that are necessarily affordable downtown? No. Um, so our location is important. Being in an urban environment means you deal with issues that you deal with in the city. So you're dealing with a lot of issues, say, with mental health issues. Um, you're dealing with issues of being on a street and shutting down a street and keeping that safe for pedestrians and keeping it safe for patrons and the vendors. So you're dealing with traffic. A lot of times we shut down, not because of rain, because we are a rain or shine market, but we shut down because we know the wind's picking up and it's just not a good idea. Wow. So has there been any big takeaways of what you've learned now working at a few different farmers markets and and being um, at this current one now for a few years? 
Yes, I would say definitely that farmer's market, no matter where it's located, it's very important for the local community. You could be in an area where there's lots of wealth. Um, you can be in an area that's very poor. You could be in an urban environment, an environment, you know, have a market out in the country in a small town. Every market is very important for food access because not only is it creating more food choices for people, and a lot of people don't have choices for fresh produce, but it's also stimulating the local economy and supporting those local farmers. My takeaway is that if you can get a farmer's market anywhere, it's super important. There's a concern of it. Um, you know, there'd be too many farmers markets everywhere, but I think it's, I think it's beautiful because it's only encouraging more people to start growing more food. And I think we need to start depending on more of our local food systems. Kind of in that vein, post pandemic, or just kind of as you, you've both been involved in the years, what does uh, the makeup of your, of your vendors look like? Uh, are they growing different things? Are there more people coming into the market? What's that looked like over the years? Um, so currently this season, we're featuring five farms. Um, and every year we have a couple of heavy hitters that always attend. They've been loyal to us from day one. And then we have a new farm, um, for instance, Hennepin Farms, and they're doing a lot of mushrooms. We have, we have a, a nice array um, of diversity among um, farmers this year. And then we have the classics that everyone loves, like my dad's sweet corn. Um, yeah, we always have farmers coming and going at the market, and it's 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 exciting to see the the diversity and the folks like the the um, nostalgia, the people who've been there forever. It's it's great. You mentioned a couple things available, so if you each had to pick your favorite thing at the market, or maybe just some things that people might not know are at the market, what what would those a uh, couple things you'd highlight be? Okay, I don't have a favorite. Everyone is my favorite. And so each week I try to support a different vendor with what it is that they're selling. For the second year in a row now, we have a vendor named Harmony, and she runs the cafe, which sells a version of a meat pie, similar to a Jamaican meat patty, but it's actually, she's uh, she is Zim, from Zimbabwe. And so there's a different set of spices that are used and it's just absolutely delicious. And this is her second year with us and we can see how it has been helpful in growing her business because she has a following. Then there's also the live project, which is fresh juice. And it gives me a boost when I drink it. So I love it. Um, <laughs> the one that I get the most has ginger in it, love ginger. So that's pretty great. A big part of the market is um, the farmer's market. We're a big family and we're trying to uplift each other. So I can't say I love just one. I'd have to agree with that as well. But one that I love to grab and specifically because of my children is Buffalo Trail Farms. They're strawberries. Um, this time of year, they're so sweet. And they're not that shelf stable. So when you buy them, you almost have to eat them before you leave. <laughs> so sometimes I don't even get them home in time for my kids, but the strawberries are this time of year are my favorite. Well, you guys are making me want to come down on uh, Wednesday to, to check them all out. As we briefly uh, talked about some of the, the differences in running a city market, um, you all have some unique programs uh, working with SNAP and, and some donations. So can you tell a little bit about how you do that and, and help out in the community here in Indianapolis? Um, yes. Uh, first off, I'm so grateful for Keisha because managing the SNAP program is fantastic, but it's a lot of details and um, 
She is, she's got my back. It's so nice. <laughs> Our SNAP program is great. We're a SNAP approved market to the USDA. And that's super important because that means that anyone who has basically food stamps, the Hoosier Works card, they can bring their card to our farmer's market and pull money off their card to spend on products that are um, approved for SNAP products. So any kind of um, produce, anything that is packaged that is food um, is approved um, for SNAP transactions. So eggs, meat, cheeses, breads, produce, all approved. And some people say, oh, what's the big deal? You can do that at a grocery store. Well, the difference is that most of the time, if you're purchasing from a farmer's market, especially one like ours, where we really insist on the vendors to be selling what they grow or sourcing their pro produce within the state of Indiana, and we know where it's coming from for a safety standpoint too, um, they're getting produce that has um, not been on the shelf as long been grown pretty close by. So that means that food is much more nutri um, nutritionally dense. Again, it's just like this full circle program. Along with it being a SNAP approved market, we work with Marion County Health Department and they have a, a wonderful program called the Fresh Bucks Program. And I cannot even begin to stress how fantastic this program is. It's a matching program. So anyone who comes to the market with their Hoosier Works card, when they spend money to buy product, they're also given free money through the Fresh Bucks program, up to $20 each transaction to use to focus on produce. And the purpose of that is to encourage folks to buy more produce, to be curious, to try new things, to support the local farmer. So we're really proud of that program. Um, because we have, you know, over probably 150 families who make use of that program each season. And that's a big number for that location. Um, and there are many SNAP approved farmers markets throughout Marion County on the same program. So folks who are coming to our market can also use their Freshbex card at other markets and trying to make it as accessible as possible. Um, so that's another program we're really proud of. And then the final program we work with is with the Society of St. Andrews and they do a gleaning program and they are so organized. They organize vendors or I'm sorry, volunteers for us every week. They come each market day with volunteers to then glean from the vendors who may have produce that they know the shelf life, it won't be great the following day. So they donate it to them. And then they then transport that food to the local food banks within the city. So nothing is wasted. And then um, folks as well can buy to and give one. So they can purchase a product and then bring the other product to our market tent. And then we will donate at the end of the day to St. Andrews. We're very, very fortunate to have such um, high organization um, from Society of St. Andrews. It's great. I love that. Um, seems very mission driven and you, you really care about the community around you because in downtown area, that's where a high homeless population is. So it sounds like um, they're really benefiting from what you guys do. So thank you for that. So our podcast is called The Breakdown. So we always ask our guests to break down something that's happening in, in your industry or in your organization that people should be on the lookout for, should have, have on their radar. So what's on the horizon for Indianapolis City Market? Well, for the city market campus itself, the city of Indianapolis is pouring millions of dollars into redeveloping and reimagining what the spaces can be. So the middle market house is a registered historic property and will be largely unchanged with its structure. And then the outside will have an apartment building on the east side of campus 
And if people are familiar with the gold building on the west side of campus, that's going to be converted from office to residential. So at our fingertips, we will have over 400 housing units. And a part of that redevelopment was making sure that the developers heard our voice in saying, we need a shed or we need some type of environment where not only can we have our regular farmer's market, but perhaps we can get back to it being year round. So I'm anxious and excited to see what the final project will look like, but it should encompass all of those things that make a market a market. Do you know what the timeline is on that? They are, we are talking about some of the issues that need to be overcome before we can get to saying, okay, this is the schedule, but we do hope to have that later this year. Certainly it's been some time in the making. So hopefully very soon. Great. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. Um, I know farmers markets are a very popular topic in the summer and um, hopefully people can come out and experience the original farmers market. Thank you, Heidi. Um, also, just real quick, I'd like to share if anyone is interested in joining our farmer's market, they can go to our website um, and that's ndcm.com and you can find out all the fantastic information about the farmer's market and our indoor um, market as well. Awesome. ndcm.com? ndcm.com. Check it out, folks. And we're back with Christina Ferroli from the Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice. So welcome, Christina. Thank you. <laughs> we're talking all things farmers market today. So we hear that you're a great person to talk to on this subject. So can you first just start out telling us a little bit about what the Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice does? Yes, thank you. Um, yes, we are newly formed in 2020. And we serve as a resource for farmers markets across the state. Um, we provide educational um, opportunities like the Farmers Market Forum, which is the conference that's hosted by the Indiana Cooperative Development Center and the Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice yearly. It happens in, fe in February. And then we also host monthly webinars on topics that are of importance to market managers across the state. We have a monthly newsletter, Dig In, that goes out about the beginning of each month and kind of summarizes all the important things that are happening during the month and shares information that we hope market managers, farmers, and vendors find helpful. So when we're talking farmers markets, one of the struggles I've heard from our members in the past is lack of access to farmers markets for them to sell products. Is there a need out there for more markets, especially as we look at rural areas? I, I believe there's always a need. Um, one of the hardest things that we have is keeping track of markets, those who um, start up as new markets and those that decide not to um, be a market for whatever reason anymore. When the Indiana Cooperative Development Center applied for the USDA Farmers Market Promotion Grant, we had about 240 markets. Well, then COVID hit. And by the time I got on board and was hired and started to do a landscape analysis, by about 2022, last year, we had about 260 markets in Indiana. And that's a nice, robust number. Um, not every state has a significant number of markets like Indiana does, but we do have quite a few markets. We're trying to get a handle this year on how many, if 
you know, how many we have. I think we're still at about between 250 and 260. And we see new markets start up all the time. Um, I just did a, a, a survey uh, this spring with our partner agency, the Indiana Department of Health. And we found um, that a majority of the markets are actually smaller size markets, which are about 30 vendors or less. And then we had 10% of the uh, market managers that responded identified themselves as being micro markets. These are very small markets, like 10 vendors or less. So I think there's room in different communities for the for the market model. Um, obviously, like you said, the challenge is finding farmers. You need two or more farmers to be a market. If you're one farmer, you're a farm stand. And then you need other vendors to make the market um, interesting. I mean, farmers are interesting in and of themselves with all the products that they bring to the table. But a market is also part of a community. So by inviting other vendors in, you can like, share the flavor of that community and also um, you know, just have fun while you're at it. It's a gathering space, basically. So yeah, there's always room for more markets. Uh, if there's a community or or a group of producers out there that has a market listening now and, and they're not sure if they're part of uh, kind of your tally of markets, is it helpful, helpful for them to reach out to you and, and get on the radar? Yes, absolutely. We definitely want to know about you. Um, I am working with um, Farm Spread and Farm Spread is a market managing system, but they're, they're also working with market associations across the country. And I'm pulling together find a market. It's actually live on our website, but it's not functioning correctly. So, so it's a work in progress, but I'm really excited. We have 180 markets up there already. And yeah, please let me know. You can email me and then um, we'll be working with FarmSpread to use their platform because it collects all the data and then it, it geographically maps it and gives the market a landing page. And then we'd like to collect the market manager's name and contact information. So then we can let them know of all different opportunities that are happening throughout the year, especially in trainings. We're always trying to do trainings to help market managers do their job as effectively and efficiently as possible. So yeah, please let me know. Um, we can get you on to the um, email list, um, get you the newsletter. Um, yeah, lots of fun things are happening. We're working with Indiana Grown on some really cool projects coming up. So yeah, please engage us for sure. Do you have a lot of people that reach out to you who want to start a, a market in their area? And, and what's kind of some advice that you give them? Yes, I do. And that one's a really difficult one to um, to answer. And we're working on it. Um, so there are resources on our website. It's the Indiana Farmers Market um, communityofpractice.infmcp.com. So welcome to go check that out under um, under market manager resources. Um, I have hosted a learning circle on how to start a market, and I'll probably start one again in the fall. That was really popular. We actually had three or four markets start out of that group, and it's just a form where they can ask questions and get answers from market managers who are um, seasoned market managers, basically. We do offer... Um, the Farmer's Market Forum, which is the yearly training, which is a great place to get resources. We've also partnered with Purdue Extension for their market manager certification training. All that said, it's still not enough. Um, there's, there's a lot of good people out there that want to start markets and want to be successful. It's just a lot of moving pieces. So that's like the next thing we're going to look at is how what market managers need to get started, kind of get kickstarted in starting that market. So it sounds like it would be theoretically easy because it's like an event, but I think it has more moving parts than an event. 
And you also have to be a people person. You got to want to go talk to people and cold call. And that's not everybody's, not everyone's really comfortable in doing that. Mm -hmm. The ground rules, the regs, the paperwork, that's easy. I have, we have examples of that. It's getting the people to understand the actual process that they have to go out and engage and bring people in. Great things to consider starting up and, and great uh, resources to have that you do have though. Um, so personally, I love going to the farmer's market, buying my produce, filling up my bag, uh, but not everyone can afford to do that. We talked earlier with Indianapolis City Market and some of their vendors can accept SNAP dollars um, for the <laughs> items that they sell. Can all farmer's markets do that? What's kind of that process look like if so? All farmers markets are eligible to to be SNAP farmers markets. They they would just need to apply to the USDA Foods New, Foods and Nutrition Service FNS um, and get an act, get an application going, and then they would get the equipment and they'd be ready to go. Basically, um, it sounds like a simple process, but it's not really a simple process. Um, we can do better. We're not the only state. This is this is really a difficult getting markets um, to accept SNAP is not as easy as going online and applying to be a SNAP market. I wish it were, I really wish it were, but it's not. There's two free programs. The state offers a free program. You do need um, equipment you need to run. Um, it's called point of sale equipment, basically. It's either an app or the actual mas machine. So there's a lot of moving pieces in it, but it's 100% worthwhile as the, Indy, the original Indy City Farmer's Market could attest to that. You can bring a lot more people into the market and you can also make it more equitable and make sure people are accessing fresh, healthy produce on a regular basis. So um, we do have some webinars that have talked about that. So you're welcome to go onto our website under webinars and check those out. And we will continue to have ongoing trainings on the subject. It's just not an easy, it's kind of like, you know, you have to take a bite, one bite at a time on that topic. But we hope that we see more farmers markets taking this on and becoming SNAP farmers markets. Yeah, that's a great program. So we end all of our podcasts with asking our guests kind of what's on the horizon for you. Can you break down something that's happening uh, for Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice this summer? Um, and what do you want to tell people that's that's coming up for you? Well, our big push I already shared with you is, is find a market, is getting the map up and going and working correctly. And um, that way people can find markets a lot more easily. And then we can also add more markets and just understand, you know, all the great markets that are happening. This is across the whole state. So it's really exciting. Um, but starting farmer's market season, the first week of August is National Farmer's Market Week. So I do want to put a shout out for that. The Farmer's Market Coalition has resources available um, for free that markets can access Um you have to be a member and you can get membership through the Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice. So please email me. You do not have to pay for membership. That is something that we are able to do for the markets. So please let me know. Sounds great. So thank you so much, Christina. I appreciate it. This is all great information. And, and can you say what your website is again so people can go to visit? It's um, www.infmcp.org. And again, that stands for Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice.org. Perfect. Thanks again, Christina. Well, thank you. It's been fun. 
If you enjoyed our conversation today, make sure to subscribe to The Breakdown with INFB and even rate and review us to let us know how we're doing. For more information, visit infb.org slash podcast. Next month, join us for a conversation about the Indiana State Fair.